Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 135 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, uh, we got the Countdown Cup all set up for us. Four teams have made it once again. Um, we had pretty fun last week. Uh, definitely, I expected going into this week for it to be maybe one of the more boring weeks in this entire countdown cup especially after that first week just had so many insane matchups and yep it was pretty boring we get we got the um the bread bowl going to five maps at least stuff like that let's start with the bread bowl i don't want to there's not too many like exciting games i feel like from the actual before the play-in tournament there weren't too many exciting games besides a couple five mappers and one of those five mappers was the bread bowl the breadstick bowl between london and Vancouver, we were all hoping that this would be um, a matchup between two winless teams, but unfortunately, Vancouver was able to beat Boston before this. <laughs> well, unfortunately, oh, well, this is true. It's yeah. Boston. Okay. Yeah, exactly. you, you can start that sentence that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm allowed to. Um, and, but London did not have a win, so I was really hoping they could pick up a win and we could have no winless teams in NA this year. And that is exactly what happened. It took them five maps, which I was very happy <laughs> about. Um, because I predicted it, but also I was like, the bread bowl better go to five maps. This is this is the bread bowl. Um, what do you what do you think about this matchup, Joe? I mean, clearly, even though London beat them, I guess they're not that much better than Vancouver. Which throughout the season, I thought they were uh, significantly better than Vancouver. So, yeah, this was quite the series in terms of you know at least it was about what we expected uh, <laughs> in terms of making it a close match, uh, making it a a fun one to watch for sure, um, even though the stakes were pretty low. Um, um, and f in fact, for both this one and um, the Guangzhou Hangzhou match, uh, both of which we picked last week, um, and both of which I suspected were going to be some of the closest ones of the week, um, <laughs> I ended up leaning the, the wrong way on both of them. Uh, I had a, a pick for Vancouver again because of the previous win, but um, but yeah, did nice nice round out to the season for both these teams I think um, ending with the exact same map differential and everything um, so of course London um, winning the prize for not being last in North America but just by virtue of that head to head series um, right there um, yeah they did it yeah yeah <laughs> both teams well nah, I, I'm not gonna say that <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, they literally ended with not only the same record, the same map differential, but London's just ahead of them just because of this win. So that's I think that's a perfect end for these teams. Um, but yeah, uh, another team season ended this weekend, unfortunately, Joe. Um, but fortunately uh, for me, I'm allowed to say that for Boston Uprising again. Florida Mayhem <laughs> did not make plans. They lost both their games this weekend. Um, to the uh, Houston Outlaws first and then to the Gladiators they got one map in both of them but yep unfortunately couldn't take them so I mean I, I guess I, let's just talk about Florida Florida's season overall not only this weekend but why do you think this season was such a disappointment for the Florida Mayhem Joe not making plans 5-11 and 11. I mean two games back even for making plans yeah, it's definitely um, uh, not what we had expected. I forget exactly where I had this Florida roster going into the, the preseason, but um, certainly not 
um, tenth in North America, I don't think. Yeah. Um, and certainly not um, just for example that catches my eye here in the standings. Certainly not three spots below Toronto. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about them later, but. Um, um, but but yeah, the, with you know mid weird mid season things that happened for him there, um, with trying to deal with checkmate and OG and all that kind of stuff. Um, but just in general, this was a team. Uh, I think that um, it's probably fair to say overperformed expectations last season, um, and so. But then when it was when it was tuned up again, um, we weren't able to we weren't able to complete like they were, um, which yeah not. Um, not very fortunate there. Obviously, um, did definitely a, a better a better swing into the season than uh, past uh, Florida Mayhem rosters have been. But, um, uh, but, but yeah, sort of a, a low note as far as that goes. Um, with, with a couple a couple very um, difficult matches for him this week. Yeah, and so, and since we're talking about Florida, I've got to mention the uh, I, I think it was that Houston game. That the they randomly had their old uh, yellow skins for no reason. Oh, just for like a map. Yeah, yeah. Got to got to have the throwback in there, I guess. Um, I, when talking about Florida, I want to bring up this um, graph that I'll send to you right now on Discord, Joe. Actually, that Boston assistant coach Broy tweeted out. Um, that's a strength of the strength of schedule graph, and I think it's super interesting to look at because the three like last place teams basically have the toughest strength of schedule, not including the LA gladiators. Um, they're three of the top four hardest strength of schedule. And this is based off of, I think record in the regular season overall, basically Florida, London, Vancouver, the teams they had to play twice, um, were very difficult. And then meanwhile, the next four up the teams that Florida, um, was competing with to get that last play-in spot, basically Washington, Toronto, Paris, Boston, they had the easiest strength of schedule, um, all four of those teams. So he, he was tweeting about, imagine if Florida just swapped schedules with one of these teams, they easily could have been in play-ins where the other team um, was out of play-ins. Uh, so I thought I thought that was a super interesting thing. He's, he's great with stats and all that stuff. And um, if you didn't know, he started Winston's Lab, which, of course, is huge for Overwatch stats. But... Um, yeah, it's super interesting. Obviously, that doesn't guarantee it. Maybe Florida still would have not had a great record with a different schedule, you know. But it's still interesting to look at stuff like that, I guess, and see exactly how things played out, especially when everyone doesn't have an even schedule. Yeah, that's interesting. And um, uh, when you when you think about it as just strength of, strength of schedule, my initial comment was going to be that... Um, yeah, all of the last place teams are gonna have the highest the highest strength of schedule because they got last, and so, yeah. so all of the teams they played so they can't face automatically them. had better yeah. records. They can't face but, themselves, right? So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the this is as a, if I understand it right, strength of schedule just um, just against the teams that they played twice, which is yeah, yeah. So that that sort of takes care of that effect. So yeah, that's that's super interesting. Yeah, yeah, um, because obviously this year's schedule. In a in a great world, we would have everyone play each other the same amount of times. But obviously, with the big thing, the big reason for this was the NA Asia split and how there were different amount of teams in each division. They just couldn't possibly do that, basically. Um, 
And I'm a huge fan of the 16 games we had this year. It made every game matter so much more. I, I loved this year's schedule. Um, but yeah, I, it, overall, I definitely think having everyone play each other twice or having just like an even distribution is the perfect world probably in the end. Uh, even if that just adds a little bit more games to everyone's schedule or whatever, I think it should make it better. Because, I, I mean, we saw Florida at the end. They were putting up fights against some great teams there and beating Boston, um, almost beating Atlanta, taking them to five maps, taking maps off Gladiators Houston. Like, this team was definitely competing all year. They were super talented. So I think you could easily make an argument, yes, they might have made playoffs if they had a different schedule. Um, but in the end, they they couldn't beat some teams, unfortunately. Uh, so probably if they would have made plans anyway, they wouldn't have made it far. Um, but yeah, that's that's Florida. Their season's over alongside Vancouver and London, uh, and NA at least. So yeah, we got to see all three play their last uh, games of the regular season. Um, as far as APAC goes. Chengdu beat Hangzhou. I did not expect Hangzhou to lose two games. I expected Hangzhou to maybe even upset Chengdu, which they didn't do. And then they lost to Guangzhou in five maps. Um, and as far as other news goes, LA Valiant officially has cemented themselves as winless this year. 0-16. Only two maps won the entire year. I mean, they were, and those two maps were like a long time ago, Joe, I feel like at this point. Um, like, I feel like those were at the beginning of the season because they won their two maps and we were like, oh, okay, maybe they're, um, maybe, maybe they're going to be fine. Uh, yeah, let's see. They, their first, they, one of their two maps was their first game of the season, actually. Um, and then the second map they took was against Philly in the, the last <laughs> game of the June joust. So it sounds about right. <laughs> it was Philly and Chengdu. They took their maps off of, out of any teams, not, not Guangzhou, the other bad team. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really hope LA Valiant does something with this team next year. Like clearly what they did this year, not the strategy. Um, yeah, maybe they say, the I don't know. Yeah. Not the strategy. I don't know that they were, you know, intended for that to be the strategy even really. Yeah. Um, we, we never really did get tons of information on like the background, like we did from, um, the Vancouver Titans last season uh, in terms of, you know, why the things happened that happened other than, you know, vaguely money. But, um, <laughs> yeah, not the strategy. Definitely an understatement. Um, but, yeah, and out of these... Uh, out of these matches from Asia in the in the regular season matches from this past week, yeah, definitely the big winner, I think, is Chengdu. You're absolutely right. Um, um, coming out um, with, with two wins and undefeated... Um, in the Countdown Cup regular season, uh, send them back to Hawaii for the um, uh, second time in a row? Question mark. All of a sudden, I'm second guessing myself, but I think it's the second time in a row. Um, Chengdu, yeah, yeah, um, and um, not quite solidifying the number two spot in in Asia. Uh, they still have to outlast uh, the Seoul Dynasty in this tournament for that, but um, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, uh, the big winner from this past week. Yeah, Hawaii actually has a lot of um, there are a lot of seeding things with Hawaii this week that are super important for the teams there actually, because um, Seoul and the Gladiators and Rain 
all three of them are like just not guaranteed to be in playoffs. They might have to. They're playing for play-ins, basically. All three of those teams, as as well as Chengdu. So like all four of these teams are, they need to win in order to secure a playoff spot. Really, uh, so I think all of them want to really badly. <laughs> I would imagine. Um, Gladiators and Rain both have a chance to overtake Shock in that number two spot too, if they get. Um, if they get first and second or even third and second, I, I believe. Um, maybe not third and second, actually, because they have a worse record than Shock. So I think they need to get first and second for Shock to be out of play- playoffs. So going to be going to be a super interesting weekend. But before, I, I mean, I kind of spoiled who made it. But uh, bef- I guess before <laughs> we talk about who is in Hawaii, let's talk about how they got to Hawaii. Uh, because I think I think those were some super fun games to watch. Um, Joe, I... I gotta say, I remember the first. I remember the first, um, like May Melee when you when we did pickums. They let us like pick who we thought was gonna make it to the June Joust or to the May Melee super early. Now they no longer do that. They make you wait until the games are over, and I just I have forgotten two times in a row now, Joe, because of that. Um, oh yeah. Because the games in NA end at such like a time where i'm usually doing something it's like saturday night um and then i just like this week i was in new york with some of the players just on vacation having fun and i just completely forgot of course because we were out like having dinner and doing stuff in new york and then um yeah i wake up and i'm like oh my god it's i i just can't pick now um which sucks and that's my second month in a row but um let's talk about apex tournament first we had two Let's do it. two games. Chengdu NYXL was the first one. I would I expected Chengdu to win this one. They won it three to one, um, and unfortunately, it means the end for New York season. They needed to make it to Hawaii in order to have a chance. Uh, but overall, what do you what what do you think of this game, and what do you what do you think of New York's season this year as well? Since this this will be the last time we talk about them. Yeah, super close for New York, uh, as far as that goes. It only came down to map differential there for the number five spot. Um, um, but yeah, New York, definitely interesting team. I mean, this was the team that, um, at least the way I think I think both of us um, viewed it, you, you know, threw away um, a lot of the core that they had been developing uh, over the past year during during this offseason um, and, and really reset... Um, uh, at one point, Jonak was the only member of the roster. Um, um, but, but yeah, pulling out the reset, picking up some good pieces uh, from lots of different teams, um, and then doing okay uh, is, is, I think, a, a good assessment of where where this team was this this uh, this season. I almost said this semester, um, where this team was this season in terms of uh, I don't they didn't really overperform many um, expectations, um, although they did make it um, to. Must have been the June joust, if I had to guess. Um, uh, one of those, one of those postseason tournaments, they were uh, out uh, as number four there. Um, uh, but, but yeah, they definitely able to uh, make what they had work, uh, and that's to be commended. Uh, I, I, my expectations, I think, were were lower than um, than where this team ended up, and that's um, it's a testament to. Um, like I'm saying, maybe, maybe they're able to make um, make that work with what they had. 
Yeah, I think the biggest tell here, Joe, is last year NYXL finished sixteen and eight. This year they finished seven seven and nine. And I think I see more positive comments about NYXL than I did last year when they finished sixteen and eight. That's a really good record. Um <laughs> but that just shows you the expectations for that roster. And I've seen way more positive comments about this team full of like rookies and young talent that did not finish as well, which I think is like, I agree. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not getting mad at the people who are positive commenting. I agree with the positive comments. I think that's the direction you want to take your, um, your, your team here. If you're the NYXL, you don't want to just have this roster full of good older players who just keep getting worse and worse, like slightly worse and worse every year. You you want to have like young or young roster that gets some upset wins, you know, that gets to the tournament some in one month, which they did. Um, that shows you promise. Uh, shows you that you got some good talent here uh, to build around now for the future. And hopefully they'll do better than seven and nine next year which I think they definitely can because towards the end of the season was when they really started to shine, really started to get some wins. Um, and I, I would imagine their uh, first half of the season was definitely better than, or definitely worse than the end. Uh, but yeah, overall, pretty good season for New York Excelsior. And I think uh, this is a good foundation to build upon. Um, pretty good considering the situation they're in for sure. Uh, so good on them yeah it's like it's like the uh, they're like the anti uh la valiants in that sure they had pretty well tanked their expectations but in a not bad way yeah. and then they also were able to um you know build on those <laughs> rather than uh, again what happened with the la valiant i also think they're like the anti um hangzhou spark which is the team that's got the same record as them in apac because um, the Hunter Spark has extreme talent on their team. Some some rookies, but mostly players who have been in the league before. And 7-9, that's a disappointing year for the Hunter Spark. 7-9 for the New York Excelsior, that's a good year. Um, for players that probably were cheaper than the Hangzhou Spark. Like, overall, I had a lot less expectations than the Hangzhou Spark. Like, that's a good year. When you have high expectations like the Hangzhou Spark... Your entire, not only is your roster kind of boomed, but your entire, like, org is kind of boomed. Your coaches, management, everything. Whereas the New York Excelsior, that's a positive year. That's something you can build off of um, because you didn't expect the world. So they're kind of in opposite situations, but with the same record. I think that's interesting to look at, too. Yeah, that's very true. Um, but on the other side of that matchup, Chengdu won it, and they're still looking great. I mean, of course, they finished Countdown Cup 4-0, and and now easy win against New York to head to the tournament second time in a row. And I think a lot of people have high expectations for this team going into the Countdown Cup tournament. It's going to be it's gonna be a really cool weekend, Joe. I mean, Chengdu, Seoul, Atlanta, LA Gladiators, great matchups, it seems like. Uh, Absolutely. This is a team that's that's earned an MVP candidate. Yeah. Uh, this is a team that, um, it, it, and you know, this this kind of stuff we wouldn't, um, you know, we wouldn't have expected we'd be saying about this this roster. You know, I've sort of beat it to death, I imagine, by this point in the season. But just um, how how low um, the expectations were and how how much they were written off um, in the past. 
Um, and here again, they're playing like playing like they deserve to be there. Like that, like last month maybe wasn't a fluke. Um, and you know, granted, one of those wins is LA Valley, but I mean, that's not even that's not even worth um, uh, writing off at this point. All right. Um, just because of the the rest of the body of evidence. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's talk about the other team that qualified Soul Dynasty. They faced Philly Fusion. Um, unfortunately, not only did Philly Fusion miss out in, on this win, but they couldn't even put up as much as good of an effort as they did the last time they played Soul and they went to five maps. Uh, instead, this was only a four mapper, Soul 1 3 1. And yeah, overall, I mean, I don't know. Soul just seems like it's the end of the season. And yep, now it's like they've just been cruising all year, Joe. Haven't made a single tournament. They've been cruising all year, doing having good records in each tournament, not, never making a tournament. It didn't even matter. They still like are in the playoff hunt, and now it's the end of the season, Joe. So Prophet, he says, "Okay, now now's when I win. Now's when I become. Now's when you talk about me. This is when you talk about me, right? Um, I mean, what do you, what do you think about the Soul Dynasty after this win? And I guess you could even talk about the Fusion as well. Do do you think this says more about Soul or or Philly?" Because I think Soul's a hard team to beat right now, honestly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Profit's my MVP for the week. Um, even though Soul only played one match, um, you know that's that's how important this was to the team. Um, uh, it was important to Philly too, but um, but yeah, Soul, Soul can really get. And again, um, they're in competition now for automatic playoff spots, um, depending on whether they can outlast the Chengdu Hunters or not. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, good, good, good match for Seoul. Um, a win, beaten uh, a Philly that's looked basically the best they have all season, um, twice now in a row, as as far as I can tell, or at least twice in a, in a couple yep. uh, recent matches. Um, um, and, and yeah, you're right, looking really good. Um, Philly, I I know there's a couple maps they want back um, from the last couple weeks. Um, but they're they're very solidly in um, in those play-ins now. Uh, I think based on what I saw, I saw somebody uh, who set up the bracket um, based on the way it would look like if the standings remained exactly the same. Um, so you know, disregarding these um, potential countdown cup results, um, and I believe uh, Philly had to play Seoul again uh, <laughs> as part of the these qualifiers. Um, uh, in order to actually make playoffs, which seemed very fitting. Uh, <laughs> and that's going to be... Um, it seems now more and more a, a pretty tough match. But um, uh, but yeah, I think you're exactly right. It's, it's just a matter of how far um, uh, how far Souls is going to go here, but they have the potential to um, to, to keep that momentum. It's, it's, it's a... You know, may, may may very well be just an issue of momentum for this team. Yeah, um, it's definitely going to be. I don't know. I, I think it's unfortunate for Philly. There, it looks like, depending how Soul does here, like you're saying, it looks like they might just have to, they might have to face Soul again in order to make playoffs. Which they just got to get that win at this point. I don't know if I'm much more confident. I guess for them, I guess Chengdu. If Chengdu ends up being the team they have to beat, but. Yeah, it's looking like Philly might end up being the odd man out here. Um, fourth in a conference where you unfortunately need to be top three. But uh, still a good ending this season for Philly. Uh, and they still got plans. 
So Seoul, Chengdu, the APAC teams to make it. And then um, we, of course, got the NA later that day. And uh, we started off with um, Toronto, Paris, which actually surprised me. I did not expect Toronto to win this one, to be honest. And Toronto looked Toronto looked better than I thought they would uh, this this entire weekend. I, I mean, Toronto beat Paris to start off the weekend and faced him again, and um, took a map against San Francisco. Didn't uh, they looked okay? So, I mean, overall, I think Toronto had a pretty pretty good weekend, and I think they proved they're definitely like to me at least they prove they're deserving to be in their spot. I mean, I think some people think would think like Florida's better than them or anything like that um but obviously beating paris twice I, I think officially means you definitely deserve to be above paris in the standings um and yeah they they won san francisco won the next match 3-0 against dallas um yeah a- anything to say about either of these matchup first matchups joe yeah the um yeah toronto i, I think i'm with you on that uh in terms of um, place them above Paris and, and you know just above Paris um, and maybe just above Paris this month but um, with the way they've been playing the rest of the season um, that's what it takes to, to end up one game ahead um, uh, with, with <laughs> uh, identical map differential it looks like um, but one game ahead uh, to finish seventh in North America um, and, and yeah Dallas Shock <laughs> definitely um, more of an interesting match uh, um in in social media than it was <laughs> in the actual game um because uh, yeah a 3-0 for the san francisco shock to send them to the, the next round against the gladiators but um uh yeah this, there were questions <laughs> about um uh, you know how how uh how how important this match was uh to dallas fuel necessarily uh who again have solidified the number one season and or the number one seed in uh north america um, regardless, I think, uh, like I've been saying all month, I think you still want to win this, um, and and it's, um, I at least from my perspective, probably worth enough worth enough to you to try to go for it, um, at least a little bit, and so that's that's some credit to the shock, um, uh, who then also you know really stuck it to the gladiators as well. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I, like like we mentioned before, I agree with you, Joe. I, I don't think there's any point in just throwing this one away. Especially when I'm behind the scenes, and I know for a fact the Dallas Fuel are not practicing this week. Um, so, yeah, there's no point in... They're not they're not throwing just so they can practice more, I'll tell you that much. I, they're going to be practicing <laughs> less than a lot of teams, actually. Um, because I know Boston, I think Washington, maybe Paris, maybe some other teams are practicing this week. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. Um, I, overall, I'm not surprised by the result. I, I know some people were, I, based off of the countdown cup performances, I did not think the Dallas Fuel were a better team than the shock. I know the Dallas Fuel beat them at the beginning of this entire thing, but obviously th- tons of things have changed. Um, since then, I think the shock only got better. Not only did they get better, like throughout the throughout this entire thing um they got better the next day after they lost to the dallas field i'll be honest they looked very much better against boston than they did against dallas uh, and obviously it's boston the team that lost to vancouver but i still think they performed a lot better than they did 
uh, against Dallas. Overall, I think Dallas was a bit shaky in this meta. Never really, maybe didn't care enough to put their mental energy or anything like that into figuring it out. But overall, wasn't too surprised by the result, really, in the end. Um, especially based off the next games. I mean, we had Atlanta, Toronto, and Atlanta was able to pull it up, th pull it off three to one, um, which uh, it actually went five maps. They tied Volskaya. Uh, and Toronto put up a better fight than I thought they would. Of course, Atlanta did not have Pelican. They had to play Edison the whole match, so that's actually pretty big because Atlanta, uh, Pelican is definitely the best player on Atlanta. Being without him is huge, uh, especially for a player like Edison, who I think is good, but I do not think he's anywhere near as flexible as Pelican and as good on so many different heroes as Pelican. He may be able to flex, but I... I don't think he's consistently as good as Pelican is on on different heroes. So Atlanta, I think Atlanta, they're super happy they're able to get this win and super happy they're able to get into Hawaii and survive without Pelican. They only had to play this game without him. And I'm not sure if any news has been confirmed on whether or not they'll take him to Hawaii or not. I mean, he just had surgery, so I imagine it's definitely in the air. Um, so, yeah, what you what'd you think of this, this game here, Atlanta-Toronto, Joe? Yeah, that was um, <laughs> definitely. Well, I, I don't know if I want to say definitely. There was a little bit of, um, you know, Toronto hitting the wall in terms of um, the, the matches that they played this this um, this month. Um, granted, had had lost to the San Francisco Shock the day before, but um, um, but yeah, when you when you run into the Atlanta Rain. Um, we're we're pretty established um, that Atlanta is um, looking to be one of the best teams in North America, uh, just period, and certainly this month, um, and and able to show it there. Yeah, with um, you know we'll talk about Pelican in terms of just that that's the news that we have is uh, <laughs> Pelican one available, but um, um, uh, yeah, it's definitely not going to be. Um, not going to be a huge, a huge issue for them, at least um, in this this uh, match against Toronto. That was the word I was trying to come up with. Yeah, um, they definitely are. They they took a sigh of relief there. They're going to Hawaii third time. Um, and yeah, it's just impressive. On the other side of the bracket, though, this is both me and your match to rewatch. Gladiator Shock went to five maps. And the unthinkable was done, Joe. The Gladiators clutched up. They don't clutch up. <laughs> they don't do that. They don't win map five. Um, but they did this time around, and it wasn't looking good at first. They were down 1-0 on Oasis there, and then ended up pulling in the reverse sweep on the map and winning 2-1. to one. Um, But, man, this was such a fun series. I think a lot of people tweeting about the series, and I I'm in agreement. I think this is one of the better series this year. It's it's a top one for me. I think, I think this was super entertaining between two really good teams who both wanted to make it to Hawaii for the first time. They hadn't made it yet, uh, which was surprising for both because Gladiators, great team all year. And then the Shock, we at the beginning of the year, we expected Shock to be one of the teams going to Hawaii almost every time, and they hadn't gone yet. So this was just like such a... You could clear this, clearly see this match mattered so much to these two teams because they, they both wanted to go Hawaii at least once this year. And it also mattered based off standings because, you know, Shock wins this. I think they basically just like guarantee. I think they do officially guarantee. Oh, we're in playoffs no matter what. But they lost it 
So now it's up in the air. They might still have to play in play-ins in order to make it to to uh, the playoffs in, in Dallas. So, man, was this – I mean, both these teams wanted it so badly. I mean, my, my MVP comes from this game and it is Shoe. Shoe has been – Shoe played insanely amazing. I mean, everyone's talking about that play on Havana where him and Space and went super aggressive um, at the end of that map and won the entire map for him basically. And I, I believe that – I mean, you you don't do that, you lose the series too. So, just a fantastic play, uh, Joe. What do you think about the about this insane game? Yeah, it was it was really good match, um, and we say that about a lot. Um, uh, but this is the kind of the kind of I almost want to say like old school high level Overwatch that you like to see. And maybe I'm just saying that because it's teams that are like old school good. Um, which is, I, I suppose, I don't know how how accurate you might think that is about um, the Gladiators, for example. But regardless, uh, yeah, super good match. All the way to five maps. Last match of the regular season, uh, basically. Um, kind of, sort of. Um, and yeah, it's exactly the way you want to do it. Um, uh, unless you're a San Francisco Shock fan. Uh, like you said, obviously both teams really uh, wanted to make this last tournament of the season. But... Um, uh, but yeah, Gladiators well on their way now to um, to an even bigger run. And yeah, this this was my my match to go back and rewatch as well, um, just because yeah, how exciting it was and how how involved um, how involved the whole thing became. Yeah, it's just so much fun. Just a great match. Um, I, I was watching it on my road trip back from New York, and it was well worth it. Um, but yeah, I, I overall the situation is. Pretty dire for all four of these teams who made it. Chengdu, Seoul, LA Gladiators, Atlanta Rain. Like I said earlier, like they just they need to put up good performances here, or for some of them, prevent other teams from putting up good performances. Uh, like the Chengdu and Atlanta Rain, they both are hoping that they place better in this tournament than both the Gladiators and the Dynasty, because they are both just one point behind them in the standings. Um, and if Seoul has a better tournament than Chengdu, um, it, they could just end up overtaking them, especially since they have a better record overall, twelve and four versus eleven and five, and um, having a better record if, if they're tied at thirteen points. But the team who has a better record is going to end up taking that spot. So, uh, meanwhile, Atlanta and LA actually have the same exact record and the same exact map differential. Uh, but I believe Atlanta is winning the head-to-head at this point against Gladiators uh, because they just keep winning map fives against them. So. Gladiators just overall going to have to have a better weekend. Like I mentioned earlier, Gladiators need um, need a good amount to happen here to to make it um, because they not only have to jump, they they got to jump rain. They got to make sure they're jumping rain, and jumping shock would be even better. So I, I imagine their their goal is just win it all because <laughs> um, that's that's the best way to make it here. For every single one of these teams, you're exactly, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I think I think they're like. There's some teams that will like start crunching the numbers and just be like, you know what? Let's just win everything. That's the easiest way to do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we'll talk. We'll make our predictions uh, later on all that, I guess. Um, but yeah, anything else to talk about from this weekend before we move to the news, Joe? Um, yeah, it's weird to um, you just sort of casually mentioned. Um, a few minutes ago, oh, we're going to talk about you know Florida for the last time. We're going to yeah. talk about Hangzhou for or Guangzhou for the last time or New York. Um, yeah, and and sure enough, that is because 
Um, uh, yeah, we're not going to be we're not going to be seeing them again until you know next season. Um, um, but that's that's the way it happens. It's it's going to be fewer and fewer teams, I guess, as we go um, through play-ins and all this kind of stuff. Um, but it's a it's a real fun part of the year. Yeah, uh, definitely a real fun part. I mean, it's just going to be fun. This tournament's going to be great with four great teams, and then um, yeah, we got obviously play-ins and finals and all this stuff. So it's going to be great. Um, but yeah, let's move to the news. As we mentioned earlier, Pel- Pelican was hospitalized last week. If you haven't heard about it yet, um, and it wasn't COVID related. It um, actually was a collapsed lung, which is a an issue that. Um, Apparently he has had before and will often come back when you have it once. So, yeah, his lung collapsed again. He had to get surgery, uh, but it went well. Uh, Don't worry, he is all good. And in fact, yesterday he tweeted that he left the hospital and he can play Overwatch again. So I think that's a really good sign for him going to Hawaii. Uh, Obviously, I think they would have... They would be leaving either yesterday or, or... today but the fact that he said he could play overwatch again i don't know if he means ranked or if he means um hawaii but i would assume hawaii is a go for pelican because they would want him here want him there for sure (laughs) absolutely uh so that's good news and they survived the one game without him that's all that's all you need if you're an atlanta fan um and i'm glad he's doing better especially from a rookie of the year not only probably a rookie of the year candidate but officially an MVP candidate and the only rookie that is an MVP candidate so I feel like that automatically should make him rookie of the year but we'll see um, which we'll talk about later because we've got some more news to go through legendary skins from the vault uh, are available for a limited time I already bought both of the ones I don't have uh, so if you have if you don't have them you could go into the overwatch league section in game buy the um, Zenyatta Jonak skin by the original London Spitfire Champions Winston skin, uh, by the Goat Brigida even, and then you could also buy the San Francisco Shock Thunder Doomfist skin. I didn't have the Thunder or the surprisingly Winston one. I thought I definitely bought that one, but I did not. Um, so yeah, did you did you uh, did you have all these, Joe? Uh, I'm pretty sure I do. I I guess I probably ought to check at this point <laughs> just to make sure uh, while I have the chance. But um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's cool to see these these skins back. Um, uh, I, I know people have been really asking for them, obviously for a long time. Um, uh, notably, we didn't get like the the Lucio emote um, that I know that's also a, a fan favorite. Um, uh, just just as an example, but. Um, but, but yeah, I'm glad they're able to do that, and you know, hopefully, we see um, more of those kind of things in the future. You know, I'm sure it's um, it's just going to make them money as far as that goes. Um, but yeah, those four are available for um, one more week now through uh, August 24th. Yeah, only thing that makes me sad is I felt like I'm the only one I ever see wearing this Jonak Zenyatta skin. So I'm just sad like more people will have it, I guess. But it's fine. I got to get the sweet Doomfist skin that I missed out on for some reason. It is a very nice yeah, skin. It is. Um, what's next? A very small live patch. Um, I guess if you want to run through this at all, Joe, I mean, it's got some new features and some bug fixes, I guess. 
Yeah, we'll throw that in with a small PTR patch as yeah, well, yeah, which well. you did. You, you thought you heard the last of those, <laughs> but nope. Turns turns out that we've they'll still have They're some occasionally. Well. Yeah, uh, live patch went through on the 11th of August. Uh, basically, the only significant thing that happened was you can turn um, uh, chat off now. <laughs> group chat and team chat and match chat and uh, general chat while you're sitting in menus um, and people are saying all kinds of things uh, you can just turn that off yeah, which, that's uh, a, I mean that's a great be- when I found out you could do that in League of Legends oh man every single time I muted that chat like it's so it's so <laughs> nice if you just don't want anyone being toxic I, I think in Overwatch there are a lot less people being toxic in, in match chat um, than League of Legends but at the same time, it's just a nice option to have. Absolutely. And a uh, PTR patch, like I said, as well. A little tiny one uh, came out on the 12th, um, and basically they're um, testing some changes to the custom game browser um, that now uh, has some um, uh, tabs you can use that they can kind of categorize some of the custom games. Uh, popular, favorites, recent, and all games. Um and you can now name your custom game settings um, to, to give it a, a mode name uh, that goes with the share code, um, basically to just be more descriptive about what it is, I guess. Um, so again, not huge, uh, but we can anticipate that that'll come up through the live server at some point, um, and we'll get a little bit more flexibility on uh, how to uh, navigate your custom games. So that's kind of cool. Oh yeah. Um, looks looks nice. Little small changes. Hopefully, get some more news on anything soon, please. Overwatch two related. We're dry again. Um, next up, which is a Call of Duty League news, but obviously pertains to Owl as well because um, both leagues run by Activision Blizzard, but also both leagues planning to have their um, league championships in Los Angeles. And um, the Call of Duty League tweeted out, effective immediately, all attendees will be required to show proof of vaccination, or if not fully vaccinated, a negative PCR antigen test received within 72 hours of the day of your attendance. All attendees must wear a mask during the event, regardless of vaccination status, Um, which of course is reference to um, the Delta variant and the cases in Los Angeles County going um, up once again, and new mask law or mask laws going back into effect, regardless of vaccination status in that area. So, yeah, um, that is happening, and I would imagine um, something with Owl could be happening as well. Um, I'm not sure what, what yeah. date the Call of Duty League one is, but maybe it's earlier. Uh, looks like August 19 yep. through 22. So two so. days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there's definitely the potential for things to change, I guess, between now and uh, Overwatch League Finals. But yeah, definitely relevant for um, uh, expectations that uh, you can have if you're thinking about going. Um, honestly, not that stringent. Um, um, like Both considering about the, the testing interval that they're suggesting and... Um, uh, the the kinds of testing that they're allowing and all that, um, but hopefully we'll um, you know ensure some kind of modicum of safety. So and that's um, obviously the goal when you're running anything at all. Of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, I imagine they will keep us updated, keep us 
uh, this is ours is like a, a more than a month away at this point so they'll they'll be looking at that anything could change by then but I, i'm at la not a lot of people get vaccinated unfortunately and a city with a lot of people in it i expect not much to change so i imagine i will will hopefully the event can still happen <laughs> that's that's what we're all hoping for in general um i i don't care about the masks or whatever like just just make it still happen that'd be great um as long as it's as safe as possible um next owl mvp voting is open um and they announced the candidates uh, and the candidates are Fearless Han and Sparkle, Fleta, Lip, Izaki, um, Prophet, Shu, Pelican, and Leave. So you got three from Dial Fuel, three from Shanghai Dragons, and then four from separate teams. You got a Prophet Soul, Shu, Gladiators, Pelican, um, Atlanta Rain, and then Leave Chengdu Hunters. Uh, so Joe, let me know. I, I, I might be putting you on the spot, but maybe you expected it. <laughs> Who's your MVP? I, I, yeah, I, I can't have I can't have not expected it at <laughs> yeah. this point. Um, and, and yeah, that's a really good question. I believe at this point, um, and I haven't voted. Um, um, I probably will at some point. Apparently, you can just vote as many times as you want, so that kind of oh. <laughs> kind of cheapens yeah, it a little bit in in uh, in my mind. But I assume that just means it's going to be you know more heavily weighted for. Uh, um, you know, like the the talent predictions and that that kind of thing. But um, regardless, yes, uh, <laughs> that my pick. I think right now um, would probably either be uh, Fearless or Hanbin, and I haven't quite decided which. Okay. Um, uh, but but one of those two tank players for the Dallas Fuel, um, because there are. Um, <laughs> there are lots of players really good on Man. this list. Like you said, I think Pel- yeah. I think Pelican is a uh, a great option for Rookie of the Year. Uh, if I remember right, I think Alarm was the only rookie who got an MVP nomination last year, um, and then won Rookie of the Year. Uh, so there's definitely precedent for that. Um, uh, and of course, it may well depend um, in my head, regardless of the voting, on um, uh, how the Dallas Fuel end up doing and how far they end up going. But um, uh, but I think if it's if it's not cheating to narrow down a field of ten to two, um, uh, those are those are the two names I'm looking at personally. Yeah, I think fearless. If I'm gonna pick a fuel player, I'm gonna pick fearless. But man, this list is oh, it's tough, Joe. I, I don't even know who I'm voting for. The voting for fans ends on August 26, by the way. So I guess you can wait until um, this countdown cup is over as well, if you really want to. And see, I guess one, two, three, four of the um, participants competing. Uh, of course, no Dallas or Shanghai this weekend, so that's uh, definitely interesting. And I, I really wonder how that that recency bias might affect the fan votes. Um, but yeah, of course, you got to look at overall season. And yeah, I don't know. Fearless might be the choice. If I had to choose a dragon, it would be Lip. You know, I've I've been super high on Lip all year, and I. I'm in the camp that thinks maybe Lip should have been MVP last year. I think he might have been better than Fleta. But in the end, Joe, I think this player deserves it the most because he is the most valuable player for his team. He is the reason his team is competing this year at all, and it's leave. It's absolutely 100% leave. 
I think Dallas and Shanghai, clearly they each have three players each in this. They have really good teams with a lot of really good players. Chengdu Hunters also have some really good players alongside Leave, but I do not think they would be as good as they, they are right now if it weren't for this man, and if it weren't for how many flooded deadlifts this man even had. I mean, he's just been hard carrying this team the entire year. Um, so that's why Leave is my choice. Uh, I, I'm on the camp. I know with like NV, NBA MVP even this past year, a lot of people were arguing, do you give it to the player on the best team or do you give it to the player who, if the team didn't have him, the team would be doing nothing. And people were arguing that in the NBA because Steph Curry was on the Warriors and the Warriors wouldn't have made been even close to playoffs if it weren't for how amazing Steph Curry was playing that year. Um, Steph did not end up getting MVP, and I don't think Leave will either. Uh, but my, I'm on the Leave side. I think, I think he's just such a hard carry, and I truly think he is the most valuable player in the league. Um, so, yeah. Um, but it's gonna be there's so many good players on this list, Joe. I, I'm super interested to see who, who ends up getting it. I think Fearless would be a great choice. I think Lip would be a great choice. Um. I think some of them I couldn't have a good argument for. I think like Shu or like Profit, their teams have done pretty good, but their teams have never been as dominant as like the Dragons or or the Fuel. Um, Pelican's just a rookie, so I guarantee he just doesn't get it. But yeah, um, gonna be super interesting to see how this plays out, though. Absolutely, and and no T-Mobile. It's just a regular MVP. Yep. No T-Mobile, <laughs> which is expected. First note, first, first, just not sponsored MVP. Um, so I guess that's kind of special. Uh, but yeah, you can go vote on OverwatchLeague.com. Um, fan votes only make up twenty five percent of the overall tally, but I, I, th- I think that's more than it's ever been. Maybe it seems like it's more than it's ever been. Maybe not. And then 75%, the other 75% is votes from managers, head coaches, broadcast talent, and media, uh, which is how other sports do it, basically. So, yeah, and it'll be open till August 26th, so you got some time to vote if you want to just take a look at how the players do in this Countdown Cup as well. Uh, go ahead and do so. <clears throat> All right. Oh, yeah, I think it also, it says they get an MVP patch next year on their jersey as well. So that's cool. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. I don't think they've done that before. Maybe we'll be in a position where we can <laughs> see that or notice that yeah, at all. Exactly. That'd be nice. Because <laughs> not really this season. Yeah. Um, but here we are, last part of the podcast. Uh, and it is predicting once again. And it's for the Countdown Cup this time. Um, I will admit, Joe, I haven't even gone through my bracket yet. And it's mainly because I want to, like, have confirmation that Pelican is going to Hawaii before I make choices. I I am definitely, like I said earlier, leaning more on the side of he will be there. Um, But so my picks are going to be with that idea in mind that he will be there. Um, But, yeah, let's go through them, Joe. Uh, You're definitely probably still leading because I once again forgot to pick. So that's uh, that's upsetting. Yeah. yeah, we're at uh, 334 to 314 All right. at this got to make a real big comeback so. here. Um, let's go with the first game of the weekend. Seoul, Atlanta, who do you have winning this one, Joe? Yeah, so I, I definitely am also um, uh, under the assumption that we do have Pelican in the mix, um, and I definitely am also 
um, doing this, like, not live, but I, I just sat down and did it right before we started recording because <laughs> I hadn't done it yet. Um, um, but I think, um, yeah, so Soul Dynasty Atlanta Rain, that's, that's like the headliner right off. Very, very first match of um, the week. Um, and I think um, the you know there's, there's going to be questions as always as we, we go through here about uh, you know how does North America stack up against Asia? Um, I believe it was last month we um, um, both I think we both leaned into leaned into NA a little bit um, a little bit too much or maybe that was just me. Um, and then the finals ended up being Chengdu and Shanghai, but um, um, uh, so, so yeah, all those things to say. Um, both these teams looking like they could be uh, the best in their regions. Um, so I, I'm get taking it to five maps, um, but I'm leaning here into Atlanta a little bit. I think um, the the Atlanta style that we've seen them run. Uh, so very frequently is uh, very reminiscent of like old Soul Dynasty, um, particularly um, in seasons past. Um, but I think uh, if it comes down to that, they're going to be able to 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 out um, uh, to out uh, bunker the Soul Dynasty um, here in this first round when it counts. Yeah, um, I think this this tournament it's it's one of the toughest for me personally, Joe. Um... But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you there with Pelican on this team. I think Atlanta Rain would win this against Seoul Dynasty, and I think there might be a little bit of an advantage for teams who have made tournaments before too. Like I mentioned, in every single time I've predicted a tournament, I feel like, um, and Atlanta Chengdu, those are the teams that have some experience in this this spot. Um, even though Atlanta has not had the greatest experiences in this spot, I mean they just. They just can't get anything done. They've gotten fourth in both, haven't they? I can't even remember at this point. Um, uh, yeah, I don't remember. Um, but, yeah. I, uh, I do think Atlanta wins this one. 3-1. Um, that's what I have right now. Uh, who you got in this next matchup? Chengdu Hunters LA Gladiators, Joe. Um, yeah, again, super exciting one. Um, I think... Uh, again, in my head, at least, I'm looking at this um, sort of as the the B round as far as that goes. Obviously, Chengdu with the best record um, in Asia, but uh, I, I I tend to like Seoul a little bit more in these matchups. Um, um, and that being said, at least right now, at least while we're recording the podcast, I have this one three one for the Gladiators. Uh, and again, I'm I'm hesitant to do that because uh, I know I've been burned in the past by by relying too much on. Um, <laughs> Uh, on North American teams, uh, and and there there probably is um, some elements of of uh, benefit for, uh, like you said, for those, those returning teams. I'm sure that's not um, that's not nothing uh, for them to consider. Um, but like I said, at least for right now, uh, at least while we're calling these picks here, um, I've got this one for the Gladiators. I think they're um, set up to do to do pretty well um, this this coming weekend. Yeah, should be exciting. Uh, I got Hunters 3-2 here, 5-mapper. I, I, it's so hard. This is hard for me, Joe. I have no clue. I have no clue. We, we've never seen Dynasty or Gladiators in this situation. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, part of me wants to believe, okay, now the Gladiators have clutched up once. They finally broke that barrier and have made it to Hawaii. Now they're just going to start. Their confidence is going to be so high, they just start sort of dominating and finally living up to their full potential. 
But part of me is still a Gladiators fan who has been burned so many times and is like, yeah, no, that doesn't happen. Um, so I will pick Jungle Hunters, who I think is are the more experienced team. This is their third tournament this year. Um, I'll pick them in five maps. I think the talent super even here. Uh, Chengdu, just from experience in in this tournament, in tournaments in general, will win this one in five maps. All right, let's talk. Let's let's talk first elimination, Joe. Uh, you have Soul versus Chengdu, APAC matchup. I got Soul versus Gladiators. Uh, who do you think is going to be the first team eliminated in your bracket, Joe? Yeah. Um, uh, and so I guess I've, I've sort of. Um... Uh, hinted at this already uh, but uh, again once we get to this first elimination round uh, I'm still giving the advantage to Soul here uh, part of that may be my um, my my Philly Fusion Copium <laughs> I don't know uh, <laughs> um, you, you know just in terms of wanting them to to have lost um, several times here to, to a very good team which I know the Soul Dynasty are um, but um um, but, but yeah, assuming they can, assuming they can hold out, which which that can be a uh, an issue, obviously for the Soul Dynasty. Um, um, that's um, my my predictions right now. They've um, got them them taking it. Wow. Okay. I got Soul taking an exit, and it's in five maps again. Uh, mine's against the Gladiators, so I got the Gladiators moving on. Um, and unfortunately, Soul taking taking a little bit of an exit here, and I think that I mean. While I say they're the first one to leave, I agree with you, Joe. I think they're a great team. And they're unfortunately just going to be... I think they might be able to pull off the one against Atlanta, if anything. I think Atlanta might be the one team they could beat this weekend. Maybe Chengdu as well. Uh, but in my bracket, unfortunately, how it plays out in my bracket, I think they might just be the first team out here. Um, which stinks for them, obviously, a little bit um, in their fight here to make it to the end, but yeah, I, I think Gladiators wound up taking that one in five. If they faced off. Um, let's talk about our winners' championships, I guess. Um, where I have Atlanta versus Chengdu, and you have the NA matchup, Atlanta versus the Gladiators. Who do you have winning that one? Absolutely. You know, maybe I'm just a maybe I'm just a sucker for the uh, for the regional rivalries. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, but this one, I had, I had Atlanta's first match go to five maps. I have Atlanta's second match here going to five maps um, against the Gladiators. Um, and just like um, uh, just like happened with them in their um, uh, Countdown Cup Week 1 matchup, um, when Atlanta took it at five maps, I've got that here again. Um, sending Atlanta out to the Grand Finals um, uh, over the Gladiators in five maps. Yeah, just like it's happened every time they faced each other this year, I'm pretty sure they've just gone to five maps every time. Um and yeah, I, I, if when that matchup happens in my bracket, which it will, um, spoiler, uh, it's gonna be very, very hard to pick because it's just it's super easy. It's just the same result every time, right, Joe? It's Atlanta wins three two. Um, but yeah, I have Atlanta versus Chengdu, and I have the team that Joe has exiting this tournament first, going straight to the grand finals. I have Chengdu winning this one three to one. I'm a, I'm a Chengdu. I, I got Chengdu Gopium here. I, I love these guys. Um, yeah, I, I got Chengdu being Atlanta three to one. Uh, I think this. I I think this is their tournament to win. I think they're the favorites in my eyes. Uh, so I have them going to the grand finals here. All right. Um, 
your matchup here is Gladiator's Soul, right, Joe? And mine's uh, mine yeah. Gladiator's. Elimination round. Mine's Gladiator's Reign. Um, who you got in your Gladiator's Soul matchup, Joe? Yeah, so, and again, you know, I'll, I'll qualify this all, you know, subject to change, um, particularly the um, the teams that I don't think are going to win, because um, I, I think there's one that I'm, I'm definitely more confident about pulling out the win, but um, uh, but at least for now, uh, when, we, when we see the Soul Dynasty and the Gladiators meet, um, uh, this one I... <laughs> and again, I almost don't want to say it now, uh, but th this one, at least in my my first pass through, uh, I'm also given to Soul. Actually, uh, that uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty confident about <laughs> the way this team um, has has been looking. And again, I can just keep talking that to death. But um, uh, but at least that's that's my that's my initial look here. Nice. Um, I have Gladiators Rain, which I have going to five maps, but I think this. I've said it before, I've predicted it before, but I think this is the time the Gladiators finally win this five-map series against the Atlanta Reign. This is where I'm picking them winning three to two, and going to the champions, going to the grand finals, Hunters Gladiators. So we have exact, we have completely different finals, Ooh. Joe, which yeah. I think I think Wait. tells us how no one knows what the hell's gonna happen. Here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it, yeah. It's like we said the. The stakes are so high. We set that up really nicely. Um, or I should say, I guess the Overwatch League script writers <laughs> set that up really nicely. Um, yeah, that every team who's here has got a, a really um, pressing need to yeah to pick up these wins. Um, but yeah, because I've got like you said, at least um, um, the other two teams in the finals yeah. here. I, I I truly don't know who. Like, right now, I think Atlanta is, like, clearly doing super well. But last time we saw them against Chengdu, they lost. They they didn't look good. They legit got fourth in that last tournament in the June Joust. Or, no, in the Summer Showdown. So, like, I think that's where my worries are coming from for Atlanta right now. While they have definitely look like the best team in NA right now, like, last time we saw them against APAC, they didn't do so well. Um, of course, they only played one APAC team and then lost to the Dallas Fuel. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. I just don't know who, who's going to be good here. Uh, but, yeah, let's predict our finals, I guess, um, which are completely <laughs> different matchups. But, Joe, in your matchup of Atlanta Reign versus Soul Dynasty, who do you think takes it? Yeah, Atlanta Reign versus the Soul Dynasty. And this one, um, uh, my <laughs> my perhaps overzealous um, uh, faith in the Soul Dynasty has run out by this point. Um, and I've given this one to Atlanta. Um, I think the the score line I threw down here was 4-2. Um, uh, if if things go the way uh, I predict there, it, it could even be more um, more aggressive than that um, in Atlanta's favor. But again, it's it's hard to say at this point um, quite yet. I think in the end, I based off how close I had all the other matches in this tournament, I was like, okay, if there's any tournament where there's going to be seven maps, it's this one. So I'm taking Chengdu Hunters Glad here's seven maps, Joe. Um, and I have the Hunters winning it. They'll win their first tournament. In my Ooh. eyes, I think Hunters win 4-3. It's going to be an extremely close and exciting battle. And I think this might go down as one of the best tournaments this year and overall. I, I Based off these four teams, I think this could be an extremely close and fun weekend. Uh, with teams who... Like, these have been like some of the most fun teams to watch, I think. 
both Dallas and Shanghai who aren't there have been super fun. But uh, Rain is so much fun. Seoul is fun to watch. I mean, you just have so many great, fun players. You got Shu, Pelican, Prophet, Leave. So many fun teams and players this weekend that I, I really think we could just see some amazingly fun matchups and close matchups. So I think we're the winners, Joe. That's my prediction. <laughs> we're going to be the winners, um, <laughs> the viewers. Uh, but yeah, I'm also, by the way, subject to change on this since we still have two days before we can lock them in. If like, I don't want to lock it in in case there's some news that's like, yeah, Pelican unfortunately couldn't fly or something like that. Um, so yeah. I, I'm waiting to submit it, but that is my, that is the bracket I have for now. Um, anything else to talk about, I guess, before we sign off about the countdown cup about anything, Joe? Um, yeah, I don't think so. It's our last week with hero bands for a long time. Uh, so it'll be exciting to get the rest of the cast brought back in. Um, but yeah, this good stuff. Good week. Um, and a very exciting one, uh, here to go. Oh yeah. Um, well, thank you guys all for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at JWDredgeIV and Joe is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. INC. Our show's Twitter is at on the flank show. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go to uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. Thank you guys for listening, and enjoy that Countdown Cup tournament this weekend.